Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's a completely unnecessary po- unnecessary podcast. I can't speak. It's been too long. I've forgotten how to say the name of the podcast. <laughs> unnecessary, necessary podcast for Tuesday, January tenth, two thousand twenty-three. Alongside Ian Ferguson. That's me. Hi. I'm Pat Country. On the show today, we'll be talking about. It's almost like a best hits when you're when you're gone for almost a month. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens. Good thing, because a couple weeks ago, some of this stuff wasn't hitting. Uh, a certain ex-CEO of Intellivision is back in the news with a lawsuit levied against him. Uh, WADA shenanigans. We have a Patreon poll. We have, um, we have a question and answer thing. And the top of the show, we have to do the announcement that uh, is on Twitter and on Patreon, that episode 350. We love fives and zeros here. We do. Uh, episode 350. We got both. We got, we we got a both. five and a zero. The three is just hanging out. Episode 350 is going to be the last weekly episode of the CU podcast. Uh, after that, we'll be having occasional specials uh, that, we'll, we'll, that we'll film and have in audio and video version. Uh, stuff like the Victory Lap. Uh, voicemail specials. We're not going away entirely. Themed episodes. Uh, things like that. We're, we're, we're old men. We're going to slow down a little bit. We got a few. I got a few more gray hairs than when we started uh, almost ten years ago. And both of us have other interests and things <laughs> that maybe we want to do. Stuff going on here and there. Yeah, you know, it, it happens. But you know, you'll see us. I'll still be uh, doing some writing for the Patreon. I'll try to do. Uh, they're not going to be massive, but I'm going to just try to cover some topics like we would on the podcast on Tuesdays. Post that up almost like a little newsletter. Yeah, and like I said, like we're definitely gonna do like when the Amico thing collapses entirely, we'll do a victory lap episode. You'll see us uh, back when you yeah. think you're gonna see us back. Let's yeah. put it that way. And uh, we're th- the first special is gonna be the the response to the CEO video that was a private video, even though he tweeted it out publicly everywhere. That'll be the first special that we'll do March uh, sometime, maybe sometime in March. We got four more episodes, regular episodes, including this that we're gonna do two this month and two in February. February, the worst month of the year. The most depressing month, in my opinion, is Feb- February. At least back east it was. It was miserable. February, winter. Oh, February, you're just oh, in God. the middle of this shit and you want it to end. But especially in Buffalo, you've got at least another uh, month, if not two. Plus, it's like you have, when you're a kid, you have no, no days off until like Easter sometimes. is like in, sometime in April. It's like it's never ending. You get MLK Day off, but like that's it. Like you don't get you don't get anything uh, else President's off. President's Day. I didn't get President's Day you off. You didn't get President's Day off. No, not not private school. Pu- public, you did it maybe, but not you. You got different ones than we did. Well, no, I did Catholic school for a while too, which is why maybe right. I'm confused. Maybe I didn't get that one in Catholic school, but I did get it in public. School. President's Day is more like the, the 
you know, like like mattress holiday. Yeah. Hey, Lincoln and Washington were born within the same few weeks. I, a sale. I bought my I bought oh. my uh, <laughs> I bought my Techniques turntables in. I think it was nineteen. I replaced my Gemini's in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, and it was it was a President's Day sale. It was like the best deal I had ever seen on these turntables. Too. Oh, wow. No one cares about any of this shit. Like, I mean, no one's. Yeah, it's a sale holiday. That's exactly yes. what it is. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, you know. It's um, the blowout your overstock from Christmas sale. Blow, okay, that makes it the same thing with like. Um, well, you get off for uh, you're supposed to get off for uh, Memorial Day. Uh, there's sales usually then. Any patriotic holiday sales, July 4th, there's sales. There's usually Labor Day sales, you know. Yeah. There's all the sales. Because they, they figure you have an extra day on the weekend usually. Well, July 4th is not a weekend holiday, uh, you know, but they, they plan around that. We, we, we would have Columbus Day sales back east. There's always Columbus Day oh, sales. Oh, yeah. Day oh, there's always like, a I – mean, you mentioned mattresses. I clearly remember oh, yeah. Columbus Day mattress sales. Yeah. It's almost like once a month they have to think of a, a – you need something for a sale. Yeah, once one, you know. Anyway, so that that's why February I didn't like because it was like, wow, there's not another day off happening for. There's or, no sales. There's no. Well, there's no. I mean, there's no vacation. <laughs> yeah, you wait to last until you you get spring break in public schools. That was usually before Easter, but like Easter break, which which was not a not a. Oh, was it a full week Easter break? Uh, for us, it was spring break. Was week a, and a half. You get off. Well, in Catholic school, it was Easter break, and it was a week and a half. Sometimes two weeks. No, we didn't get a week and a half. I'm trying to think. We got off. Uh, Good Friday. Was we got off shit? Do we have Holy Thursday? Do we get off Holy Thursday? I think we went to school. You're right. We got, Wednesday was the last day we get off. Yeah, a week and a half. Yeah, so it was like just like Christmas because Christmas breaks like a week and a half. The same sort of thing because um, you usually get off like the day before Christmas Eve, and then you come back like the second or third, like a week and a half. We do that anyway. We uh, by the way, we talked about all our our Christmas uh, feasting. Uh, Prime prime roast and Italian feast of the seven fishes on the exclusive patreon.com slash CU podcast bit. You can go check it out right there. And you really got the news about about this stuff earlier if you were on the Patreon. So That's right. You're you're not in the info the info newsletter club, like the Wally Bear uh newsletter that I still can't find the existence of. I want to get that Wally Bear newsletter. Oh yeah. Amen. Most of the most of the, 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 the phone number stuff's on YouTube and record the recordings of the phone number. Yeah. You can find that. But the newsletter, no. I want the sticker pack. I want, this, I want the Wally Bear and French sticker pack. Did you play? Uh, you play a game? Recently? I did. I wanted to <laughs> just mention uh, Hyper Gunsport came out uh, a couple weeks ago. It is a essentially a cyberpunk volleyball game in a way two on two. Talk about uh, this for years. Takes a lot of uh, you know uh, takes a lot of cues from Windjammers. Um, game started development in like 2014 sometime. And, um, you know, it's developed by my friend and his crew at Necrosoft Games. And uh, I was really looking forward to it. Um, it went through a lot of trials and tribulations. The original version of the game ended up getting released on Stadia. Stadia, of course, shuttered. So Hyper Gunsport is, uh, there's some rule changes. Well, let's um, explain what it is. It's 2D, right? It's 2D. So it's 2D, like I said. Takes cubes. So it's 2D, two players, there's kind of volleyball. You get a net in the middle, and there's two characters for each side. There's a striker and a keeper. Okay. The keeper is the one that you see nail, kneeling down by the goals. The keeper does not move left or right. The keeper okay. can only shoot at an angle, and the keeper generally gets two shots at a time, whereas the striker only gets one. Okay. You use the shots to keep the ball in motion. In Hyper Gun Sport, the rules have changed, so I'll just go with those. Every time the ball crosses over the net, 
to come back to you, your gun reloads. Okay. If you shoot the ball while the gun is on your side of the net, it will reload after a set period of time. Gotcha. In hyper gun sport, hits on the floor don't count. Only hits to one of the three goals count. And all the different levels are different with how the goals are. So it's kind of like a fast-paced pong with it's, guns. It's pong with a net you have to shoot over an arc versus and straight. It's, and it's yeah. wind jammer. I mean, it's a lot of wind jammers in there, too. And if you both shoot it at the same exact time, it'll do a super shot, which goes really fast. And then there's a special meter that fills if, up. If both on the same side hit it? Yeah, if you time it, you do a super fast shot. There's, spe- there's a gotcha. special meter that will give you special weapons. Um, but it's all very fast and fun. I'm just really, really happy to see it come out. I wish more people would play it. It, it, it. It's a game that will definitely have a cult following at conventions and stuff like oh, okay. that. So I'm really happy that they finally got it out because it is. It's fantastic. I just it should have a bigger audience than it, it, it does right now or it's going to. Um, but I'm really looking forward to their next game, Demon School, which is getting all sorts of press. So, um, you know, maybe we'll see them revisit it in the future. I don't know. But yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, it if you wanted SNK to make a sequel to Windjammers, uh, this like that's not Windjammers two. If you wanted to see them keep making these types of sports games, uh, Gunsport is that sequel, and it looks like a Neo Geo game too. So I it has this, pick that it sort of it, it's definitely got a, it's got an amazing soundtrack. The graphics are fantastic. So yeah, check that out. Uh, this is almost like a greatest hits even intro. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we may be going uh, away, but this pot, this episode itself is really just hitting all the hitting all say, the beats. This, this should have been the last episode. Right. Uh, uh, the Atari VCS is uh, going to be discontinued. Yeah. I don't think anyone is surprised by that when they put all of those VCSs on sale. I almost got one. I waited like an hour too long. I'm like, oh my God, it's like $150. If I could have gotten the- it for 100 like a bunch of other people did, I probably would have. It was the premium have- one that was yeah, on sale. It was like the 350 $400 version for 150 or whatever. I was like, even the controllers, it's worth that almost because it yeah. included like the, the, the $50 joystick, the $50 gamepad. I'm like, that should be worth it to the get it. The joystick is supposed to actually be fairly fairly nice to use too yeah they they cleared it all a out spinner in the center yeah yeah it would have been interesting as a, even a usb device exactly and i was just like i should have i should have pulled the trigger but then i was thinking what the hell am i gonna do with the unit what are we gonna do with that have you and Kamora slapped something on it <laughs> nothing we're yeah. not gonna do anything with it <laughs> um this is from a uh, euro gamer wesley yinpool reporting tar says it may need extra funding to continue following v- vcs retro console flop and blockchain struggles Yep. Uh, The Paris-based company admitted any delays in the development of its four activities here, its activities, gaming, hardware, licensing, and blockchain. (laughs) That's that's the four activities that Atari is in. At least the casino hotel's not there anymore. Right. Yeah, not yet. I mean, not shocked. What has this been out for, what, two years? When when did this finally hit people? Three years? I don't know. It was like, what, a year late coming out. Uh, VCS, what's the, what was the actual release date? They started taking money in, what, 17 or 18? It comes out in, uh, 20? God, I, I, I'm confusing that with the freaking Polymega being delayed for, like, a year and a half. Like, that, No one even years. talks about that anymore. What the fuck happened? I don't know. They, they can't make enough, I, I think, to get them out. They're still people. trying to make them, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, they just, that's it. Uh, it was, it was 2021. June 10, 2021. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's about right. Backers got it end of December. Okay. So it's been three, uh, it's been two years. Two years only. And discontinued. Two years. They revealed it in J- June, June 2017. 
they crowdfunded it May 2018. So it was like a year behind schedule, and then like two years, and then I talked to uh, pal Joe DeRosa about this, who has one. He's slightly older, older than me by, I think, two or three years, so he grew up with the Atari, and he loves he loved the idea of it, but it's just like, what the hell's, what are you playing on this that you can't play elsewhere? Yeah, great. Nothing. You can, you can play Atari 50th on here, but you can also play it any other console or Well, and the Atari 50, the Atari 50th version, I, I, maybe it's already come up, but I know it was going to be late. It, it was not I know released it came at out, the time. But you, are you saying it was a little bit later? Uh, when we covered it, it was not out yet. God. Yeah. Like, can't you just use Steam on the Atari VCS? Couldn't you have gotten on Steam on that? Versus? Sure, but this is like native. <laughs> native to what? It's yeah. native. Uh, native to <laughs> it's the... native. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Does anyone out there have the controller? I want the controller. Someone, I'll, I'll buy the, just the, the, the controller. Can you buy the controller separately? Can you buy that joystick? You probably buy the joystick. Yeah, you can. Okay, that's yeah. probably all. People they, say it's worthwhile. And Atari game, looked like they were doing a new plug-and-play thing, too, uh, like a uh, like a shinier one, and it looked like it came with two of those controllers, or it could be used with those controllers. Oh, they're doing, like, a flashback thing again? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, I, I almost bought the gold flashback at the swap meet. They wanted too much money for it. The one that had the act. I want the one with the Activision games on it. The one that they got the license for the Activision. I'm not getting an Atari f- flashback without Activision games. I mean, what the hell's the point? You know, right. At, most of the good games are half of them are Activision games. Now I can't find so it. So you're saying they might be doing it all in one. Oh, here it is. A new handheld mini. Uh, so Atari announced, this was January 6th. They announced a new handheld mini arcade and home console. Uh, Atari and my arcade. It's, it's through my arcade that they're doing it. Uh, okay yeah that's just a little guy that- so there's uh my okay oh this is interesting my arcade atari micro player so it's a dumb oh, little th- those are garbage yeah, those my dumb arcades. little whatever uh my arcade atari pocket okay, player the same as the other pocket the ones they, they yeah. put out the ones with like namco shit and on. this is the one that looks like it's coming with the although those look cheaper. game station plus yep what the hell is, the, is that a gamepad what's that front unit so this is the most exciting console from it was the new game station plus um, they didn't say a whole lot about it. Uh, oh, I should have bought that flashback. GameStation Plus will include a collection of games from the Atari 2600, 7800, and Atari Arcade. Um, I wish I knew more about the joystick. It's all just probably the same games you can get, though. On Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. I just, I can't. How much is it going to be? These look a little cheaper. They didn't say. So, so I guess, um, who makes the flashback? Is that at games? Um, they don't have the rights to make them anymore, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Oh no! Wait a minute. They did a they did a fiftieth gold uh, flashback. We oh I didn't know that. Ian, did, we we didn't cover this. Uh, I don't know. One hundred and thirty building games. It has a wood grain on it. There's a fiftieth anniversary of the Atari. Uh, I mean, there's there's a thousand Atari flashbacks, but but the fiftieth one does not have Activision on it. So if you want the Activision ones, that one's out of print. Obviously, it does have paddles, lessons. but yeah, no. Um, I would think about one of these again if I could get all the rest of the. That looks cute. The, the, yeah, it's $190 limited edition. What the fuck? Probably did not come out at that. Or maybe it did. I don't know. Anyway, anyway it says rare. So anyway, so they still make them, the all-in-ones. Here's the point. Um, it was a bad idea, the VCS. I'm glad people got them that ordered them, unlike you know Polymega struggles and people waiting forever for that shit or getting mailed their controllers when not the console. That's what happened with the Polymega. Uh, so this has been a better outcome. But still, it's a product that, like, the reason for it to exist, we always said, like, what the hell is this doing? What is it doing? Yeah. It's, it is what it is. But supposedly it's a good deal for what you get for the Ryzen AMD crap or whatever. Anyway, 
great news. Great news. This take it away, Pat. I know uh, you've been I, waiting. I don't want, I, you've been wanting to talk about this since like the. I think this I broke like out. right after we finished our last episode. Unreal. This is unreal. How Epic Games is treating Unreal. This is. It's unreal. It's unreal, Pat. The Epic Games. They're 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 shutting down. Almost, no, they're shutting down all of them. All of their Unreal and Unreal Tournament existing servers are going away, I think, by the end of January. Unreal Gold, which is the, the special edition of the first Unreal, like the Unreal 2, Unreal Tournament 99, Unreal Tournament 2003 that we forget about, Unreal Tournament 2004, and then Unreal Tournament 3, which is 2007, and then the uh, the one that they... That, that they left to die from from almost 10 years ago, that one's even going away. The one that was free, that's going away. All the servers for that. They are going to, they're modding 2007 and and making it Unreal whatever, Torment X, and making it free to play, and it's going to be cross-platform. So that's at least good. They're going to have that free to play as a legacy. That was the last finished Unreal game, which is fucking 16 years ago. 16 like years ago. <clears throat> it's okay. It's it's almost like a combination of 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 2004 and 99 in terms of the movement. It's oh, okay. a little bit heavier weight. They got rid of double jumping, which some people love from 2004. I could give her take on that cuz it a lot 2004 is a lot more ju- jumpy, jumpy and dodgy. Sure, sure. It's a more grounded 2007. That's fine. But and people can still keep Someone said, hey, Pat, people, we can still have our own private servers. We'll still have, still have a community. That's not the worst part of this. They have delisted all of the Unreal games. Yep. From Steam, from good old games I couldn't find them when I searched. They've, you can't buy them anymore or get them anymore. Not even just the basic first one. What the fuck? Yeah. What the... That's hey crazy. Pat, you can still play them illegally down. It's not the point. If you want to keep the legacy uh, of these games alive, they have to be in the public eye somewhere so that you can access them legally and have people find them even by accident. Be like, hey, you know that thing that's taken over Hollywood and gaming? I don't know, the Unreal Engine? Maybe if we can go back and find the game where the Unreal Engine was created for, and we can look at that game and play it, and you now you won't be able to. Officially. It's insane. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. To just like and cut can, down your history like I that. I cannot believe it did not get bigger uh, play than me trying to whine about it on News, Twitter. Yeah. News. It's, this is insane to me. It is. You can't keep it for sale, even for like a dollar. These games are you? Jo- these are cl- these are not sh- these are classic. The first Unreal tournament um, and and two thousand four and the first Unreal were like game of the years. They these were not like shitty games that were, they were big games when they came out. And it's just a slap in the face uh, to your own history, Epic Games. You can't throw a couple of fucking bucks on them. At the servers to keep keep them open. Are you, this is this is a disgrace. I'm gonna be like like mad. This is a disgrace. It is, it's it's disgraceful. What's even weirder about it is when something like that happens, it's usually in response to an announcement. 
or something. Hey, we're bringing out this game. We're doing this. Not that it would have made the or decision any better, but it would have. Uh, made, yeah, there would. It would have. That would have been my thought. It's like not that that's good, but hey, we're getting rid of all these, and now you have to buy the compilation. But no announcement of that. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's because there hasn't been a game in 16 years that people and, just didn't realize that this news was coming out. And then the Unreal Tournament Alpha one, the one that was supposed to be Unreal Tournament 4, that's going to be gone too. And it's like, okay, like I said, people will be able to create their own servers to keep it going. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, It's dumb. I felt like I was a madman talking about this in the past. But now like it's like, like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it came true. The aliens have landed. They don't give a shit about their legacy product. It's literally... No. The basis of the Unreal Engine started with Unreal, and they and Fortnite and, and like Gears of War to the would not exist without Unreal. They would not exist. Fucking I, annoyed, Ian. I know you are very sad and annoyed. <laughs> it's like the one game franchise I can, I am passionate about because I used to play it like competitively or semi competitively. I was always like I wasn't bad. I wasn't great. I was like. Average, above average. Yeah, you always said you were decent. I was decent. I was a good role player. I'm off the bench. Yeah. I was a Dante. Di- off the bench. I was a Dante DiVincenzo, <clears throat> not an all star, but a good plug in guy. You're a Sadiq you know? Bay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was no, good. you're an Alec Burks. You're an Alec Burks. Alex Burks. Okay. Alec Burks. Alec Burks. That man's been having an insane bench season at his age of I don't know 31 they're also getting rid of um, other ones a thousand tiny claws dance central one through three is going away Uh, green day rock band monster stole my princess probably it says rock band one through three Beatles rock band supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle card so that was the original was that the original before rocket league I I don't know I think that is that's the original rocket league so that's gone fuck is that the original they're getting rid of the original rocket league servers no, it's that, not. I don't, I don't know, man. That's the name of it. I, oh, okay. Before they... Was that the first one? It was the first existing one. Okay. Uh, yes, that was the, the, orig- that was the original base of what became Rocket League. Holy shit! Hol- and, and they just bought that, by the way. They're, they're located over here, the Rocket League folks. Yeah. Holy shit! I, I missed that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. Like you said, if they were announcing, hey, we have something else to buy instead of this. That's that's my main thing is like yeah. if you did that, then I'm sure it it wouldn't have been good. But it, it would have made at least it would have made some sort of I, ba- ac- ba- ac- backwards, backwards sense. <laughs> and I guess that was throwing a bone by they're, they're going to do the Unreal Tournament three for free. So the original server is going away is the X version, which will be the updated version. I'm not sure if they're updating visuals or whatever. It's 14, 15 years old. The visuals probably looked fine back then, but now are probably a little bit dated. I don't know, Ian. I don't know what to say. It's, if, 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 this isn't a small company. So IT people say, yeah, it costs money. This is Epic Games. They, they, make, they make the amount of money it would take to keep this open. They can make in whatever revenue they make in like 20 minutes off of Fortnite. They could keep this shit alive for years. Like it's, it's a huge, it's a multi-billion dollar company. Fuck me. I'm pissed off, Ian. I know. Logan Paul is getting dragged to hell, thankfully, because of his shenanigans with his scam fucking crypto zoo shit 
that all his followers bought the coins for. A game was never made. And then uh, a good YouTuber doing good work named CoffeeZilla did a ton of research, got in touch with some of the criminals that were on the team originally that were supposed to do programming on this and didn't do it. Uh, He's getting dragged. Uh, Logan Paul did a response video that was weak. It was pulled down. Uh, he threatened to sue CoffeeZilla uh, for defamation. This person <laughs> from from Kotaku, Levy Winslow, uh, just said, "Fuck you, Epic Games." They were like, uh, oh. uh, "So yeah, they okay." If you were hoping, said Paul spends his time trying to discredit CoffeeZilla's sources and reporting, all while admitting that yeah, many people on the project were bad actors and saying that his only mistake was trusting them. I take it back. He is not on his redemption arc, which is funny because I think a lot of people were like, "Is Logan Paul getting better?" We, we said we, are, with age, we said growing out of his we said, he's the, we said he's the better the better Paul brother right and he's actually not actually he's actually not the better Paul the other guy's an asshole but the other guy hasn't done this shit that we know of. Jesus yeah WWE superstar Logan Paul yeah he's wrestled a few matches supposed to be pretty good in the ring athletic guy but um yeah he took down the, the he, he said that oh I'm not going to sue you that's what all these fucking tough guys try to do because they because they because they have small small brains they think that oh I'm going to threaten to sue and that'll get me out of trouble no 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 that's when the trouble would begin if you actually sued one of these people that's called discovery your ass being deposed and looking into all the history of what you fucking did subpoenaing your emails and your your, your all your text messages you want to go down that road with, with someone like that as a full lawyer team that would if you got if uh, if coffeezilla got sued he'd raise uh, a quarter million dollar defense in like a day and maybe more than that he'd be fine how did i miss some of this shit uh i'm fucking the first pa- the first paul focuses on what he calls three discrepancies in coffeezilla's re- reports this is just a wild paragraph I'm fucking uh, the first report the first point was about the crypto zoo developer who fled to switzerland with yep. the game's source code and held it hostage for one million dollars paul drags coffeezilla for having kept the individual anonymous and calling him z in his reports Turns out this developer's name is Zach Kelling, and according to Paul, he has multiple felonies related to armed robbery and obstructing the legal process. And this is supposed to help Paul? Hey, man, yeah. that guy's got a name. He's a real piece of shit, and this is what the cops want for him. Yeah. I, I chose to work with him. Yeah, that's like... Like, what, what the fuck, That's man? when you try to discredit someone in court for, for like, you know, for, for turning state evidence. You're going to trust this guy? He's a criminal. And it's like... Well, he's working for the other criminal. Like what? That's on. That's you know, on trial. So, so you're all in cahoots anyway. It's ridiculous. Oh, don't trust this guy that you talk to because he's a con man that I hired. What? You hired him? Like what? These people don't think. Oh God, I want. I honestly wonder. I'm. I don't know if people like Logan Paul. You think they'd be? I don't think they set out to grift people on purpose. They actually think they're just dumb. Dumb enough to think this stuff was going to blow up. They're just dumb. They don't, no, I, I, they don't take responsibility when it turns bad. And I don't say yeah. that just for Logan Paul. And maybe I, I, I give too many people too much credit. But a lot of this shit. Wish casting. Right? Uh, it's wish casting. It's not thinking things through. Um, I need an earthy CBD gummy. I, a lot of these people I don't think start off with the intention of scamming. Because not many people wake up in the morning. I mean, there there are yeah. a, a type of that. But I don't even. Uh, there are people who swear that the Amico was a scam from the beginning. No. I mean, you can look at Tommy's character and realize, no, Tommy really wanted to be a big boy CEO and release this thing. Like, yeah. that's not a scam. I don't think Logan Paul necessarily knew this was a scam, but that doesn't 
absolve you of being a fucking idiot. Yes, when you when you, when and you then, hire and then, people that make it a scam, you're still on the hook. And then when you find yourself in you're shit, the, it, you're the influencer. Yeah, to fucking cry about how oh I trusted these people and I couldn't know. Well, it's your job to know this, or, or else don't be an influencer, right? Because your yeah. influence can go awfully wrong. Yeah. Whether it's fucking uh, filming uh, corpses in, in a Japanese forest, torturing animals on camera. The thing came out this morning about his poor pet pig. That, oh, really? A pet pig that he either gave away to a farm and it was found nearly dead, the pig. And now it's in a California farm being, you know, like taken care of. Just like, not saying you're an evil person, but you're an irresponsible idiot. That's what all this stuff tells me. <sighs> Which can turn into evil acts. If you're irresponsible. Well, yeah, I feel like uh, people who start off doing this stuff realize more and more how easy it is for them to just scam and not have to even try to put the work in. Holy shit. I'm so annoyed now. You know where the servers will never go down? UltimateNintendo.com. They're staying up because you can buy the NES and Super Nintendo guidebooks there. You can get the, get the CU podcast, Pat Pins, RBI baseball stickers, and more. Keepsake DVDs. It's all right, Pat. It's a good one. Ian signed the keepsake DVDs. I did. I signed some See? keepsakes this morning. You're not just some some backwoods person buying DVDs, whatever Ian was saying. <laughs> all at ultimate I'll be on Twitch Wednesdays. That's therapy for learning about how Epic Games is, is screwing people. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Contra Code. Ian will not be there. He was there a few weeks ago. He showed up during the during our Christmas break. I sure did. For like five minutes. He Maybe two in. minutes. He was there and gone. Oh, God. Come on, Epic Games. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. What is Epic Games worth? What are they worth? At, what's Epic Games company worth? Patrick. This is insane. Let's move on. Uh, they're they're only worth about thirty two billion dollars evaluation as oh. of almost a year ago. So it's hard thirty two billion dollar company. Hmm. I don't want to hear about it costs money. It costs money to keep servers on. Holy God! Does it doesn't cost money to, really to keep money to download the game? Okay, we are moving on. Captain intro. Gamer finds late grandmother's video uh, game uh, collection. I, I mentioned the ultimate game guide. Oh yeah, open ultimate game guide for NES app. Is totally updated now on Android as well. If you're an Android user, user version 3.0 is fantastic. Go to your Google Play Store or go to android.ultimatenes.com, and then the iOS one is also updated. Up, it's updated. Sorry, Ian. Huh. Update. It's all good. Oh, it's all good. That was progress. You had to make it. You had to say that. And it wasn't talking about Unreal anymore. Uh, so we got sent this, I think, early this morning. Just a cute little story. Uh, this is from GamingBible.co.uk by Catherine Lewis. Uh, Gamer finds late grandmother's video game collection. 26 copies Ugh. of the same game. Was it Unreal? No. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, this gamer, uh, Reddit user Chris Reed, took to our gaming and took the pictures and said basically uh, his grandmother really enjoyed playing games, um, but she had something like 29 copies. Uh, she has 19 different Game Boy Advance uh, handhelds. All silver? Uh, it looks like all silver. No, it looks like silver, blue, and maybe a coral. Okay, the picture I see here. Uh, yeah, silver. it's tough to tell. I can't, I can't really tell. Um, <clears throat> 26 copies of Wario Land 4. Trying to corner the market? And 13 copies of Mario Pinball Land. And it's cute because they were her favorite games, and he said she just probably didn't ever know how to overwrite her save files. So she would play them and then just keep buying copies of it. 
Because she didn't know how to start a new game? Yeah, didn't know how to delete the save files and start a new game. Oh, basically. come on, Granny. You gotta, that's, why you, that's why we have grandkids to ask. But that's come still on. pretty adorable. I think um, she's trying to court the marketing. I don't know. I'm not giving, the, I'm not giving <laughs> Granny the benefit of the doubt. She's, she's doing like that person did with the, with the Game Boy. Uh, what the hell was that game? They, they cornered the market on uh, uh, Rampart. Rampart. It was Game Boy like, Rampart. Black and white Game Boy Rampart. They, they cornered the market on purpose. They raised the price. They doubled the price. Apparently, she also left uh. a number of tutorials printed out from online websites as well as messages for her grandchildren explaining the games. I love her very much, and this memento is very bittersweet. Maybe it was Wario's love for garlic. So that was really, really cute. I gotta get a haircut. I like it. It's too big. Oh, you know why I didn't get a fresh cut? I'll announce announce at the end of the intro. I'll announce it. I'll announce it. Um... Where are we at? VHS screening video by Red Letter Media. This was sent to me a few times. Uh, Red Letter Media, who does really good reviews of stuff, they blew up originally uh, picking apart um, the fucking Phantom Menace and saying the same things that me and my friends were saying when we were watching the the behind-the-scenes and DVD extras back at the turn of the century, how ridiculous it was with people behind the production and Lucas not knowing what the fuck was Who man? Yoda man. Lucas would would literally look at the board of... of, um, of, of artist sketches of stuff and take two two markers, pink and yellow, and mark good and bad. Like that was the creative process of George Lucas, letting other people create shit for him. It's like good, bad, real, no. Sorry. Anyway, so they um, did a great video talking about the rise in VHS sealed uh, tapes. They talked about the $75,000 uh, Back to the Future tape mm-hmm. that the, that the uh, Biff... Tannen actor signed was his personal copy yeah. talking about how these these are going for money talking about uh it, it was uh, mike and uh, rich evans talking about what makes something collectible they brought up sealed video games for a second it's like hey this is a new thing yeah. uh sealed video game collecting blah, blah blah and i left a comment just about how these people are trying to run the same exact playbook as they've done with video games they probably did it with Sports cards or some Pokemon cards. Years I'm sure before. comics probably started that way comics, before it evened out. And be, I mean, yeah, comics got big in the 2000s. How they blew up. The Marvel movies helped that you know, even more. I mean, they're always big, but like comics even went to another stratosphere. These, these are, not saying the same people. It's the same strategy. You try to inform people of the differences between this stuff as they try to do with the games. Oh, look at the differences in the seals on this version versus this version. Same thing with the VHS tapes. Well, look at this little yep. line on this tape. So that's what I was going to say. Know. Like it, it, it's. There's not a whole lot to say without it sounding like we're just doing another uh, video game collecting segment because a lot of the beats are the same. Uh, Good points I think they made were something that we always talk about. You start with something popular if you're going to create a market. If you're going to get people into it, you do. That's why you did the Mario Brothers. That's why you do this Back to the Future. You do something that is very, very common. You find a way to make it unique or rare by looking for a misprint or something, or it's it's this version, and you you. You sell it, and then you get people into it, and that's how you get people into the the under stuff, like the stuff underneath it. Um, yes. They also made the point that we always make rarity only matters if enough people give a shit. You can have something that is genuinely one of a kind and the only thing in the world, but if no one wants it, no one cares, which is why you start with something popular and just try to inflate the market. Um <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, so rarity only matters if enough people give shit. It's like we talk about, I always use the example, uh, during the height of the NES, uh, of NES collecting, something like a rare game that no one cares about, like, say, supercars. Or, or, or at least very uncommon uh, is something that people would pick up <laughs> because because they're yeah because they they collect this shit they want a full set and it's it's yeah, the no market right now so almost, they buy it yeah almost no one grew up with supercars right 
but no one's buying it now because the right at the end of the day as long if people aren't collecting full sets and i'm glad that we've at least we've moved into collecting of things where full sets is not very achievable for a lot of these things because that's what made some of these games pop up was like well we can get a full set so i need this game oh, so sure. this game's gonna go up. anyway well i think pest terminator is worth any money you know, right no one wants the game in general uh they did mention so. the nintendo cartridges uh they were talking about beanie babies and they were talking about the princess diana one and this is interesting to me princess diana beanie baby can be expensive but they made thousands and uh, millions of them there were tons and tons of them however so when they, that was when they pump in like qvc how do you uh, how do you make something expensive? Well, you look for something that's different within them. This is how the video game market started do, making things like Mar- you know box complete copies of Super Mario Brothers worth money. So different variants. So they talk about how there's a variant for the Princess Diana um, Beanie Baby that when it was first released that they used heavier pellets. So now people look for these heavy pellet ones. So now there's something that's expensive again. Like as long as you if you but, keep taking a collectible and narrowing it further and further down and find out all the weird differences you can find between sure. production runs that's how you make a collectible out of something that is everywhere yeah so that was actually the same because like that's the only beanie baby that they says it's still worth anything right the rest all collapsed obviously sure um god even my grandma had some beanie babies like it was a i mean people lost everything on beanie babies back they lost everything oh yeah sure investing in a fucking children's little plush that everyone else was also investing in what could go wrong and they're and they're brand new items that are uh, you know artificial scarcity anyway so it looks like yeah the princess die one which is the most famous bear i've heard of it you can buy it the regular one is is 23 dollars or best offer for the regular one just the regular one but the same one i guess that's the rare one uh with i guess it's different pellets in it people are trying to get 500 dollars for it they're trying they're trying the diana bear they're trying but, like, even that would be weird because you still have to be a Beanie Bear collector to care about that. Beanie Baby collector enough to care, yeah. You know what I mean? Did I say Beanie Bear? Beanie yeah. Baby. It's, it's just weird. So they brought up this Nuki thing. So Nuki, I guess, on the show uh, got – they must have brought up – it's a South African E.T. knockoff from, like, 87 that they never watched. And people would send them this tape. They had over 100 of them. But one they had was sealed. They had one sealed, Ian. They got it graded, and this is the only part where I kind of get these guys are over the top. They 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 got a wood chipper, destroyed all the other copies they had. Okay, this is what uh, I'll say. I never like seeing when people destroy I something. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think anyone's uh, gonna. I don't think that's gonna crater or affect the Nuki market. I realize it was mostly done for show. It was I, just, for show. I don't like seeing it. However. In the same breath, I will also say that I really enjoyed watching uh, VHS tapes go through a wood chipper. It was a lot more satisfying than I thought it was going to be. It was all ribbons be. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. all the I ribbons that get fired yeah. up. It was neat. I just don't like it because... No, it, I don't either. It's, it's shot... Uh, Their auction went for 80 grand, and they said they were going, everything was going yep. to charities. Yep. Everything. So, and I trust them that they're going to do that. Um, they did this with Star Wars. They got an aquarium of Star Wars, vintage 70s and 80s Star Wars figures did the same thing. Those are probably the more common ones, but still, that's tough to see. They, they poured some chemicals on to basically disintegrate them and sure. ruin them. I just I don't like seeing that shit personally. Um, but now they've created a collector's market probably for Nuki because now there's notoriety to this. Yep, and it's not like this is be so rare you won't find a copy. You'll you'll still find them here and there. A hundred is not probably near how many that they made. You know, so now there's going to be a collector's market for Nuki because of this. I guarantee you, there'll be a collector's market. Sure. If I find a Nuki, if I see a Nuki, I'm going to buy it because it has notoriety. I just think it's funny. Yeah, but no, they didn't destroy them to increase the value. It was a tongue in cheek. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's not actually yours to do Yuki. it. But, right. They were making a point about it. That's what they were doing. I just, yeah. I understand it in this instance, but it gives people the wrong idea. I don't, yeah, I don't know if people would actually, well, they were all giving them, they didn't buy them. I know, you know but I'm just saying. It would be tough to buy them all. That was a, holy shit, that was an, encyclo, uh, an Encyclopedia Brown story. That was oh, actually a story that what? I read as a kid. Oh, really? Where a kid goes up, God, I can't remember, I remember this. He buys all of a common baseball card from all his friends, a, a, no, that no one would care about, and he dis- tries to destroy them all to corner the market and increase the value. I swear to God, that was an... Uh, holy I believe shit! It. Read that when I was like seven or six. This guy, hey, even children got to learn about this stuff. I might make that up. Is that, did anyone else read Encyclopedia? You ever read Encyclopedia Brown? The little, the, uh, no, I, I, the I mean, kid I'm that aware, was solving crimes. Yeah, I didn't. I I read a lot as a kid, but that one that out. was really popular when I was a kid too. But I didn't read it. A shout out to Amelia Bedelia. Remember, yeah. remember Amelia Bedelia? I do. The out of time uh, nanny. <laughs> remember that? I read a lot of Judy Bloom as a kid. I don't remember Judy Bloom. I got made fun of it for it as an adult. And here's an announcement. Um, before the reason why my hair's still big, I couldn't cut it because I had to film. Um, a Path to NES Punk video that'll be coming out by the end of the week. I'm I'm targeting Thursday. Um, get in early. It is the Intellivision Amico Christmas special. And I came up with the idea literally two days before Christmas. I wasn't going to do a Christmas video at all. I was sort of resigned to it. I came out with the video a few days before Christmas. And then uh, something hit me. And so this video is going to come out. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a, a hoot a hoot and Annie Ian. Even I think it sounds pretty interesting. Even Ian, curmudgeon Ian, who hates all my my stuff, even he thinks it'll be decent. He thinks it'll be decent. So uh, there'll there'll be an early. Not even I came I came and put it out early for my Patreon because like there's too many stuff there's too many spoilers like I don't want it to get out I don't want I don't want that television underscore Miko ready to post it I'll, I'll figure something there'll be a quick there'll be a little sneak peek something on my Patreon for but this is a fun re- recap of uh once we got we got to take off take off months more often where we just I mean we just announced thing. that that's exactly what we're doing well, if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, let's uh, speak uh, about Amika, shall we? Ian! Patrick, yeah. New Year, new nonsense. Although was this the was this New Year? Or was this uh, right before New Year's? Well, I'm saying it's a New Year, new new same old scammy console. That's right. Ideas recovering. So I thought I'm starting the cup. I know. I said I was going to start this one, and you started. Oh, we, we clearly it says Pat starts. Yes, but on when there. we you never okay. changed it when okay. we discussed it, it was clearly. Right, let's I redo will. that, <laughs> Ian. It's a new year, but we were talking about the same old game console that will never come out, the <laughs> Intellivision Amico, aren't we? Yes, we are. And uh, a lawsuit was filed against Intellivision by Amore Equipment Finance uh, on December 12th. Uh, an equipment finance company, my, my understanding, is basically this is someone that if you're setting up an office on a fly, or even if you're not doing it on a fly, if you're rich and you have a lot of dumb money to spend, you can hire a company 
to buy and set up your office. Desks, chairs, etc., etc., etc. Well, Tommy owes this company uh, $130,000. Oh, uh, it's 110. Oh, I thought, I, I thought, okay. 130 was right. And then there's credits that up. There's little credits yeah. you can see in the lawsuit that apply to it that get them down to 110. Yeah. So the demand exceeds $110,252 and 60 cents. Um, it was filed on December 12th. Lawsuit was filed in, in California court. So you think, wow, how could someone owe that much to that? Why didn't he just buy it outright? Well, we don't know, but Tommy's not known for making smart decisions. Uh, this one really ranks up there as an awful one. We remember the Sudesh loan. Oh, the uh, Sudesh loan where you get $100 for each Amico until you're paid back, and you basically throttle the life, yeah. lifeblood of the company? Yeah, I mean, dead. just, just setting yourself dead. up to fail. Uh, he, the hubris on this fucking guy, he signed a five-year contract with this company to provide their services to the Intellivision Amico offices. Five fucking years. So, okay. They, uh, they defaulted on July 15th, 20, 2022, which I want to uh, point out is interesting uh, because when they did their start, S- their start engine in the SEC, they said they were going to run out of money in July. So they this was an early 2021 contract. I think it was February. So I guess whenever they started uh, to get their offices really going and make their fucking little videos with empty spaces Got and showing the cars. Just cars over a year into the contract <laughs> before they defaulted. So the, the contract stated that this would re- – obviously there's interest. Uh, a little over 3000 Defendant agreed to pay plaintiff $3,015. We'll say 3000 for 60 months or five years, that's over $180,000. $180,000. So basically, it's not even like you're leasing. Like you said, it's like, hey, we bought this shit for you. Now you got to pay us back. You just got to pay us back. It's a bad loan. Yeah. The interest on this loan, um, I don't know how much they're, they're, they're paying over, but the estimate that I saw from my source and from putting together the money, this was probably around $120,000 worth of stuff. Maybe, maybe more. So you're thinking like 50000 in interest, something like that, 60000 That's how this company makes money. Right. That would be reasonable. I mean, it's a good return. You're making a 50% on what you loan out. That's like, like loan sharking. Almost. Yeah, I was going to say, that feels um, like what it probably is. But maybe these certain companies, this is what they're experts at. Maybe uh, Intellivision couldn't qualify for a, a, you know, a prime loan at like 6 7% to pay back. They didn't have collateral. A bank's probably like, we're not going to loan you $125,000. Uh, for fucking uh, furniture? Like, what? The, you're, you're a startup. You have no revenue. We're not doing this. The other thing that was a possibility, I think, is that they went to... Tommy wants to be the big boy cosplayer. Oh, here it is. Sorry. Uh, I just uh, The interest... Uh, uh, also, just a week or so before signing this ridiculous office equipment contract for more money than it should have been spending on... Uh, it's over 3K a month for a 60-month term at 18%. Okay, eighteen percent per annum from date of de- from date of default eighteen. Oh, okay. That means after the default, now you now they accrue. Now you're going to accrue extra okay. on top. Gotcha. So that's maybe that's where that the, the higher sum came from. Uh, so so the point is this: in television, either didn't have the the collateral or credit to get a regular business loan. They did. That would be a lot smaller percentage than this loan was. 
Or good old CFO Prairie Dog Hunter Nick said to Tommy, no, we can't afford this loan as a company. We don't need this stuff. Because, Ian, on this loan, Tommy Tallarico personally guaranteed the loan. Well, he had to. Personally. Guaranteed. Not the company. Tommy is uh, is a defendant himself. Personally guaranteed the loan, which is open and shut, meaning you owe us this fucking money. Um, and this isn't that weird. People are always like, well, LLCs and stuff protecting from. No, no, no. A lot of times if you are starting a business and you have nothing there, it doesn't matter. The LLC signs, but people, no one wants to uh, provide you know financial services to a company that has no, no history. They are going to make a personal guarantee or sign. Yes. This company will not give out. Uh, this is not a money. company that has been around for 10 years and successful where they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just whatever. Go for it. No, they require a personal guarantee. And Tommy, of course, Tommy, they can take everything away from me and I'll have it back in two years. Tommy, his quote, uh, his quote, um, fucking put his <laughs> fucking ran his mouth and, and uh, signed a paper he should not have. So, yeah, he probably figured, oh, we're going to be making money through the roof. By the way, the Sudesh loan was like later that July, I think it was as well. Again, They're int- and like I said, I don't uh, I don't get so angry when like I understand why people think it's a scam. If it was if, if Tommy was really doing this to just scam people, he, he would not have guaranteed that. No, no, that's he, just idiocy. It's it became a scam project run by an idiot who did con people and did lie about it. But honestly, thought in his head, that, that we're going to be a success. Out. Yeah. We're going to con you on and lie to you on the way to success, which didn't work out. Um, how you can say, hey, Pat, how do you get to this insane amount of money? Probably it's, it's six figures. How do you get there? Well, this office uh, the equipment is not cheap. Startup. This is a startup office. And they should have went. Folding reasonable. chairs. Car, Car tables. tables. Go on Amazon and buy this chair. Ian, I think cost one hundred and twenty five dollars. And it's a pretty damn good chair. I'm not saying it's going to last five years. It's lasted on this podcast about four or five years. You know, they were every day, but it's lasted. So concerned with the fucking look. look. These ch- the chairs that people point out in these in television office videos, they show up. There's a list. If you get the PDF of the lawsuit, it itemizes everything that was financed by this company. It's itemized in the amount, Ian. Um, the chairs start at six eighty seven US, but on a Steelcase website, they start at a more reasonable four hundred and sixteen. This is the shit. Bodie chair by AMQ. Yes, uh, good old Kevtris helped me price some of these things because we couldn't we couldn't believe this. I said, "How do they get to this point?" And we looked up some of them. Yeah, um, we'll just say in general, all the chairs you see in those videos, or we'll just say to be reasonable, reasonable are about four hundred dollars each. They're pointing every, out some that are five fifty each, but let's just say you get them all for four hundred. Every single chair, and we're talking. Uh, I think that's about about ninety chairs, and I don't think that Ian they ever had ninety people at once in that fucking office at one time working. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All the videos where they're walking around half empty, and th- I don't know if this includes all. You know, I don't know if this includes if some of this shit went to the Utah office, by the way, right? We don't the California know. one. Yeah, maybe if it split up to the Utah one, but the Utah one there wasn't. There was like twelve people there anyway, so. They're uh, showing a full uh, like a like a, it's like a this fucking chair is three hundred and fifty dollars a piece. Just a plastic chair. Just with a metal. fucking plastic chair a, with a cafeteria no arms because it's a, a, it's a cafeteria it's a, chair. It's a designer cafeteria chair. It's three hundred and fifty fucking Holy dollars. Shit. There's twelve of them around the office. Holy 4, shit! Four thousand two hundred dollars just on twelve cafeteria chairs. 
Go on fucking offer up. Go on Craigslist. Find some cheap shit laying around. You're using other people's money. You're so using the, investor money, and you're using money from people that pre-ordered the console. The de- oh, that shit. The low end, conservative estimate on the cost of what he spent just on office chairs is 50K and possibly upwards to 65K. Holy shit. Office chairs. Do you know what like a reasonable startup could do with 65K in their first year? I mean that's insane. This this is just chairs. I don't know. You I, gave me sixty five k. I certainly wouldn't fucking spend it on chairs. I'd have a I'll food go, truck. Go to fucking Office Max or find some wholesaler or I don't know. Find someone like a who deals in liquidation because that's what happened with all their stuff that was repo repoed. Well, that's was I, liquidated. I wanted to bring this up and no one's uh, really brought it up, but you just did. I've always heard that like buying all this stuff brand new if you're just insane. starting is insane because there are plenty of other startups that are shutting down yes. and you can get their shit for like half price. I know a friend who's got like a one thousand dollar check that he paid 254 after uh, you know following the the um uh, office closings good news tommy uh your stuff that it was that you 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 guarantee that means you spent the money the stuff that you paid six figures for we'll just say uh, uh you know 125 doesn't matter the loan's 180,000 the stuff you paid 180,000 for was repoed and liquidated for 5 grand that you got credited yep. what a what a big brain businessman you are you fucking dunce. Dunce cat. Unbelievable. How about these those little rollaway file uh, things under the table? Everything is overly fancy. Like, it's all this uh, like fucking high-end Swedish-type designer shit. They have these um, file cabinets that are on rollers, Ian, and they have magnetic tops, Kevin Chris told me. How many of them? How many of them? Did they um, about many? 40 of them. 40. Uh, how many do you uh, want to bet ever uh, got actually used? Two? Uh, Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. They bought, Kevish says they, they bought 44 of them, and then they matched the magnetic tops for more money. Those things are like uh, about 350 each for those. Ca- 350 each when you can get a file organizer for, I don't know, $8 on okay, Amazon. Yeah. So 44 Revy high-end desk drawers. It's all in this, too. Uh, 39 of which had detachable magnetic seat cushions. Oh, my God. Almost U.S. $900 each. Oh, $900 each with the magnetic tops. When kitted out. Yep. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go on Amazon and see what, I, what 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 what's a file organizer cost me on Amazon? Like just on a desk, Ian. Just like you know the little plastic things. That's all you need to organize. I had one when I worked in a cubicle. I didn't have a four hundred dollar thing. Uh, Filing cabinet, sixty nine ninety nine. Three drawers, fifty nine ninety nine. Cabinet. I'm just talking about the, the little upright file holder. Fifteen dollars. That's all I need. Oh, that. Yeah. Give, give, give me the big one. Give me the two pack, Ian. Twenty two dollars. Give me a little the little mesh metal thing. That's all. That's all a file. That's all you need. That's all you need. How much files do you have yeah. that you're using? Well, that's my thing. Forty-four of them. I guarantee you, one of those maybe was ever used. Holy those were all shit. sitting there, brand fucking new. There was no what. There was no paperwork to be Give filed away in forty-four of those. I'll bring my fucking capper, uh, capper trooper, capper trooper, trapper keeper, trapper keeper. I, I've already done that <laughs> once today too. I can't remember what word, but I went through these. I knew I was going to say it. Uh, it's insane. Again, irresponsibility, not knowing how to run a business, and no adults in the room to say, what are we doing? We're wasting all this money. When we came, we, oh, they, they blew a million dollars on the Arc, Arc Electronics deal, uh, in, or they, you know, they lost that money. We know this isn't a smart business person, but 
uh, Nick Richards, CFO. What what are you doing? What is he doing? He's a financial mm-hmm. officer. Yeah. What Don't is, know. What's happening? Here? Well, well, Nick was smart not to personally guarantee the load. Yes. On it. It's it's insane. I had people when I told people this, Ian. I told a couple of big YouTubers this that are, I'm friends with, and they're saying me. They're telling me like, how could this happen? Like they were trying to rationalize behavior from Tommy. Like, why would you do something like this? Like it can't be a scam if you're losing all this money. I'm like, no, he's just an idiot. Right. He's Heath believes in the secret. Which all yes. will, he believes that if I wish it, it'll happen. It became a scam. Like I said, it became a scam. I'm just saying it didn't start as one because he's, and I think that's more damning. He's not intelligent. He literally thought this was going to be a, a, a home run idea. He's a liar. He's a liar. Narcissist. Yes. Narcissistic liar. He's a fake. Um, there was other stuff too, Ian, that they got. They got uh, 36 straight work surface desks. Those fucking dual monitor stands are ex- obscenely expensive. And a lot of those videos, there wasn't even dual monitors being used. And I don't have a dual monitor stand. I just put it on my table. None of those videos ever made it look like they had any. There's nothing going on. None of this shit was used. Whoever they liquidated this to got all of this stuff basically brand new. Yeah. And you're, you're right about that. Go to a liquidation. Go to the go to the place that repos it from these idiot companies that find out when they're doing their look. They, they they put it up on. They'll put them on wow. Craigslist. Sometimes they'll sometimes they'll do auctions. What but, a company that is! Imagine that company. They bought a hundred. We'll say about one hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff or more for five grand, and they can probably sell it for even a third of the cost. Maybe they make like forty thousand dollars. I know. It's you gotta crazy. find the buyers. That's a great. That's a great business to be the people that repo furniture like that. And I know, like you're gonna say, Pat, the chairs last longer, things like that. This is a startup, right? If you get enough money, Tommy wanted to skip no. all the hard work and jump right into the lavish excess I, of being the CEO of Sony or something or whatever the fuck he envisioned himself being. I'm not even saying the like, new the new Miyamoto. No, I'm not even saying you want to. No, don't even use all folding chairs. We're being we're being hyperbolic. Yes, but go on Amazon, get chairs like these. Or like, or like a racer chair that even costs you, I don't know, $100, 125 And if it breaks down in a few years, so what? Yep. Buy a new one, or maybe in a few years, Ian, you'll then have the revenue stream to justify paying out for better shit because you know you'll be in business for several years. Yeah. A loan that for five years when there's a, a 1% chance you'll be in business two years from now is insane. It's insane. Tommy's fucked. Tommy's going to have to declare personal bankruptcy unless he has the cash laying around to avoid this. I don't think he does. He's probably also going to, if he takes this to court, he'll have to pay out, um, probably based upon the contract, the lawyer fees for the financing company on top. He's fucked. He's going to have to do a settlement. Yeah. But that settlement is going to be a good amount over the cost, in my opinion. I'm losing my voice already. I can't believe it. Yep. Time to move on. Thank you, Epic Games. I lost my voice earlier. Time to move on. <laughs> Time to move on so we can finish this podcast. It's unreal. With voice. Unreal. The, the shenanigans. And there's going to be more lawsuits. There's going to be more. It starts with furniture. Sudesh is going to get his money. Oh, yeah. Sudesh is coming. The holidays may be over, but that doesn't mean there's not a rush in the new year. It's a great time to set up for a year of success by saving money and being more efficient. January means dealing with customer emails, returns, gift card purchases, and the inevitable increase in postage costs. Stamps.com teamed up with the post office to get you huge mailing and shipping discounts up to 86% off. 
It's a new year no-brainer for your small business. Print your own posters right from home or office within minutes of signing up and never stress about finding the fastest and cheapest shipping solutions. Stamps.com does it for you automatically. I've used Stamps.com now for nearly 10 years shipping out games, consoles, t-shirts, DVDs, everything. It's so easy and simple to use. Stamps.com has amazing partnerships with USPS and UPS for unbeatable rates up to 86% off. Stamps.com automatically tells you what your cheapest and fastest shipping options are. No guessing, no overpaying, no thinking required. Use stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Start the new year by saving serious money on mailing and shipping. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code CUPODCAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code CUPODCAST. You know what's also Unreal, Ian? What's that? WADA Games, the grading service. Yes, it is. They've been Unreal uh, for lots of different reasons. They're back in the news for a couple of things. First is, I guess, you can say it's positive, but it's too little too late, in my opinion. Um, Moata Games released population reports for, I think, most of the consoles that are up there, including modern consoles. We first reported how they were going to do, oh, we're going to release it for a couple of consoles. And my argument was, you have all the information, put the whole fucking database right. online. And their bullshit excuse was, we don't want to put out partial information, so we won't have anything. That's great. So we won't be transparent at all. Now, <clears throat> they have full population reports. Atari, Coleco, and television, all the old shit. Uh, 80s stuff, 90s. So the Atari numbers, ColecoVision, Nintendo GameCube, TurboGrafx, TurboCD, 64, NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Intellivision, Virtual Boy, Wii, Wii, Wii U, Super Nintendo, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Genesis, uh, Sega Saturn, Sega Master System, 32X, PS1, PS2, uh, Xbox, and 360. Thanks, Ian. You're welcome. So up to uh, fairly modern, you know. Seventh gen. <clears throat> so surprisingly, no PlayStation 3. Yeah, where's that stuff at? But still, there's a lot of, I guess you want to say modern, like 360s within the past 15 years. Yeah, it know. came out in 2006. So even 10 years ago, they're still making some games still. So yeah, it's interesting because you can see what people or grading that's newer that a lot of these exist, you know, and now you can easily sort on these. You can see like, for example, I don't know, Ian, there's 271 people that decided to grade Halo four for whatever right. reason. People are not um, smart about this stuff there that you, when you go through the line, you see all the big numbers pop up for the popular stuff. Uh, 115 gears of wars, 252 halo threes, things like that. And it does break it out by type. Like, oh, here's the game of the year version. Here's the regular one. Here's the original one. It's also uh, funny because so many of them are 9.8 or even some tens because it, this is all. So, so what you're doing is you've got, like, for instance, Dragon Ball Z Budokai HD collection. Now, not a collection anyone particularly cares about, by the way, because it doesn't have what anyone wants on it. Ooh. 27 9.8s and three tens. Pulls from cases. Probably tens. fresh. 
Pull from cases. I you know. never get a 10 in anything. Three of them. Yeah, and, it's just pulled straight from cases. And the majority are 9.8s on a lot of these, or 9.6s, obviously, because people bought these to grade them. Right. It's, it's rarer to find a 9.0. Yeah, at this point, a lot of this new stuff is provided it was pulled from a crate or, or, yeah, and again, yeah, nine point six is, yeah. So it's not surprising. Again, it shows you how much money they can make from people that are speculating. These aren't all collectors that are saying, "Hey, Ian, I want to get a Halo Four and slab it." It's not a rare game. These are people that are thinking that I'm going to do this, and then in ten years, this will be worth a thousand dollars. Right. So I'm going to spend. $75 each or whatever, 80 bucks, whatever it costs to get, so you get it back earlier. We'll just say $60 minimum, 50, 60 dollars each to try to hit the lottery. These are scratch offs. These are acrylic scratch off tickets that you hope a couple of these hit. Grand Theft Auto 5 has 167 graded copies. 36 of them are 9.8. I think it's hilarious that there's one that's a 7.0. <laughs> so this Who sent that shit in. I'm sure this happens with comics now. People do this with modern comics, Ian, thinking that they're going to hit a big win. Guess what? If you thought of it, a lot of other people also thought of it. You're yeah. not alone. You're not the smart one. You know? Um, so it's just, um, I don't know. I just don't know the mindset of people that are willing to toss away this money. Oh. And, I, and I'm sure there's some people amongst this list that really wanted this, or they ended up selling the people that really wanted a sealed, I don't know, Ian, they, someone really wanted the sealed Minecraft Xbox 360 edition. I'm sure there's some people that actually did. I'm going to be safe to say the vast majority of these are speculators that do this. Uh, you pointed it out to me yesterday, though. What? It what? would have been one that I checked immediately today. I just want to point out, after all the talking about Spider-Man on the Atari oh, oh. 2600 well, that we've get 2600? done. 2600, Spider-Man, <laughs> Woo! That's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's more than I assumed by probably 12. Does I figured whatever, there'd be about 50. 59.8. I mean, even at 50, they, they, they would, these would never be worth anything. Is it rare? Definitely not. It is worth as much as snot. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's 30. It is the water Spider-Man. There's 34 9.6s, 62 9.8s, and then it drops precipitously. It's 9630211 all the way down to 6.5, meaning, again, these were pulls from a case. Absolutely. I can guarantee you this is probably one or two parties that had the majority of these. Yep. And they've had these for probably, you know, they probably acquired them in the late 80s. Maybe they sold them in the 90s. But man, I feel bad for anyone holding on to one of those sealed Spider-Man 9.8s now because, like... I don't feel bad. Oh, I, I, I know, I'm just saying in general. Like, Get in early. Sp yeah. Spend $10,000. You are fucked on that. Spend $10,000 and now it's worth 150 bucks. Holy shit. That's where it's justified to to pay the money to grade them. If you know there's rubes out there, they're going to buy them. I don't I don't fault anyone for selling their shit like that. Get the money from the rubes. Go for go for it uh, if you can do that. Holy shit! Especially if it's a Spider Man. Uh, there's 235 Space Invaders, 226 Miss Pac Mans, uh, 185 ETs, only two 9.8 ETs. So that's actually like well, there's a lot of there's there's 10 9.6 though. So, but like, some of those were, were in acrylic seals, so it's gonna be tougher to find. Some of those were just the glue right. sealed ones. Uh, a lot of raiders, a lot of asteroids, a lot of r river raids, a lot of a lot of them, obviously. And then, um, so yeah, obviously that's a nuts. Uh, let's, we wanna, let's go. To, let's go to my bread and butter. Let's go to the NES ones real quick. You okay there? Ian? Yeah, sure. just my back. I told you this morning, my back has been miserable. Oh, let's also look at N sixty four since that's the the one that's funny. We'll we'll finish with N sixty four. 
Uh, NES, sort by total. Of course, Ian, <laughs> Super Mario 3 is the, is the winner because that's what, if the, one of the best-selling oh, games. we can sort by total. Yeah, know. on the right, Ian. Come on, Ian. It's, 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 it's just a list. Yes, total. You can sort by uh, game, name, or total. So, yeah. 339 sealed Super Mario 3s. 339. Then you can break it down to the left bros and the right bros. Uh, Sir, where can I sort? Click on that little symbol next to total. Oh, there we so go. Arrow. Thank you. Um, so, challenge set, there's 78 challenge sets. That's interesting just because like those only came with the challenge set console. Mm-hmm. 78 sealed ones. So no one, some of those bought those and never opened them up. That's super, that's super interesting. 10 9.6s, one 9.8. That's actually interesting to me that there would be that many. Um, I mean, that's a, a good amount. That means, and again, this is just why. This doesn't include uh, VGA. CGC is now doing it. It does include the ones that are not great that people have in their collections or in, in shipping cases still. Left Bros, there's 17 of them. Those were the first ones. Those are the, probably the only ones that, you, again, the, the slice of a variant. Like, yeah. Um, 205 Super Mario Brothers. But look at the different revisions. There's like 10 of them, different versions there. Um, 186 Legend of Zeldas. Whew, okay. How many? Uh... There's, there's like several variants, though, still. Okay. But there's a lot. I'll take out the 73 Classic Series. Sure. That's a re-release. So there's, there's still about 90 of them here. 164 Super Mario 2s, 154 Zelda 2s. So the point is this. These are the ones that go for the most amount of money a lot. Regardless Super of Mario variant, 3 has 15 9.8s, too. Regardless of variant, these, these go... Yeah, but the left bros is less than that, people are going to say. But the oh, point right, is that, sure. regardless, these are the ones that go for the most amount of money. Right. What's that the most of? Then you go down to something like, I don't know. Oh, let's see. What's, what's a weird one, Ian, that we can pick out here? Impossible Mission 2? Well, no, there's a ton. Of, those, well, those, they don't bother to get graded. Those are, you can buy those almost only sealed. Mine is sealed. There's a lot of new old stuff. Okay, I, I guess I don't know what you mean by a weird one. Like one that's actually rare. Oh, sure. Um, sort by total. Like, there's, like, Tetris Tengen, 41 of them. I'm talking about even less. I'm talking about, like, how about one that's, like, five? Like, how about one that, like, it's actually legitimately... Oh, actually rare and... Legitimately and rare. Rare, rare. Yeah. Um, wow, there's only one sealed Donkey Kong Jr. Well, that's the first one. There's only, like, three little Samsons that have been created. Right. There's only four loops... But no one cares about poor loops, so that's the point. It's it's driven by, like you said, popularity. Let's get a Super Mario Brothers. You talk about the story, talk about Nuki with Red Letter Media. Let's push the popular ones that people know about versus right. ones that are hard to find. There's only five Ninja Crusaders, for example. It's an uncommon game, sure, but no one cares about it. All right, let's go to N64 since that's where all this garbage started with. N64 is obviously not shocked because once you get to that era, there's a lot more seal games that exist. Oh yeah. Tons and tons. 226 Ocarina of Times. 226. 225 Gauntlet Legends. 200 Majora's Masks. Those go for a lot. There are 183 Perfect Darks. Those are easier to find. I have one sealed. 27 9.8s. Those still go for a more money. 142 Mario 64s. Uh, 132 Golden Eyes. Those always go for a lot. 127 Conqueror's Bad for a day. 
that that's a little surprising. It's a little more un- a little uncommon. How many? One hundred twenty-seven. One hundred twenty-seven. Yeah, but that makes sense. It's 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 uncommon, but that's exactly the type of game that someone is going to grade. Sure, but I'm just surprised there's that amount versus you know that's like the number five in this list. Um, Super Smash Brothers seventy-four, Mario Kart. There's a ton. There's ninety-five, and so it goes to show you that if these population reports had come out July of of two thousand twenty-one. If people had some of this knowledge, in terms of ratios of games of rare versus uncommon, would they have? Would the speculators have spent that amount of money? No, it would mm-hmm. have been less. Yeah, the population reports will discourage it. That's why they weren't out. I'm not saying that the Super Mario 64 would have only went for one million instead of one point five, but maybe it only goes for three hundred thousand, or three fifty, or four hundred. Maybe the people even with a lot of money be like, okay, I have information now at my disposal. This shit isn't rare. Even in sealed format, even sometimes in condition, this isn't rare. Maybe that person would have said, okay, there's three 9.8s at least on here. I can maybe wait and not spend $1.5 million. Maybe I wait for the second 9.8 to come around. People did not have the information to make informed decisions. Um, uh, here's a good uh, example, though, just kind of on what you were saying with the the uh, Conquer. Uh, Rule of Rose for the PlayStation 2 is incredibly rare, and there's 53 sealed copies, uh, 53 sealed and graded copies of it. I think Why as rare as you think that? Well, no, it, it is, but I, what I might... 53? 53. My point is that once g- graded game collecting became a thing, these are the games that everyone wanted to get graded because they're legitimately rare and people want them. Like, so Conker's Bed Fur Day is significantly less rare than something like this, but it makes sense to me that there's lots of them. Lots of them that got graded. Yeah. Not that they yeah, exist. Yeah, lots, lots of them that okay, got graded. Okay, well, you're saying something, something is like, it's legitimately rare. I'm surprised there's 52 that got graded. Does that mean there's a lot more rare, uh, graded ones, uh, ungraded ones out there? I'm not. That's my point. I think mm. at this point, someone is going to see this. People know how rare and expensive this is. They probably think, okay, grade this. Okay. I, I think it could swing both ways. I think some people might not care if they think they don't get enough money for it. it um, let me find a rare N64 game on here. Uh, while you do uh, that, I'll say my last point before we move on to the next uh, portion of this topic is uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, 895 sealed copies, 246, excuse me, 9.8s. Um, and then here's a weird one. You ready for this? Probably just coincidence, but very strange to me. Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City both have exactly 768 graded copies. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. So, right. And the breakdown between the two of them, between their 9.8s and, and whatnot, is not that far off. So so between those three games, what is that about? Um, that's about 2,400 games, Pat Math? 895. Uh, yeah, it's going to be about 2,500, 2,400. That's about $200,000 in revenue to water for grading shit that's like worthless by and large. Yeah. That's that shows you how they make their money on this stuff. Like it's yeah, they're making money on the on the stuff that comes in that's actually harder to find. Sure. But when you have someone doing 800 copies of a of a common ass game that's never going to be worth that much because there's too many of them, that's their bread and butter. Yep. It's their bread and butter. I'm sure same with comics. I mean, all the modern sh- game, uh, modern comics getting graded a lot more than the silver orange. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, can, I mean, there's people who have like fucking entire modern runs graded and slab because they just buy them and slab them. Buy Worthless. Them and slab them. Worthless. And you can't, well, you can't even read them at that yeah. point with the comics. It's not just getting a backing board and a fucking sleeve. All so, right. So that's so that's silliness enough, Ian. But 
It gets worse. Uh, a fun little story came out sometime last week. Uh, Rondo of Blood. Uh, so people found a, a copy of Rondo of Blood, a sealed copy of Rondo of Blood, the Castlevania game for the PC Engine um, CD attachment uh, that was graded by WADA that was being sold on eBay, except for it's a PC Engine Works counterfeit. Not a repro. I hate using the word repro. When it's trying to be a one-to-one duplicate, that's a counterfeit. Uh, and I'm fairly certain um, this is... I could be wrong, but I think this is still from the era where they weren't doing anything to make, yes, make that known. Purely counterfeits. Yeah. And um, the only uh, one of the easy reasons to tell, I believe, is there's like a little plastic dimple on the edge of the case that's not on the original. Anyways, you can also tell by the color shading uh, and the colors on the, on the artwork. So, but anyways, so here you have this company that uh, the authority. wants to be the authority on video game collecting that is grading and sending out um, bootleg copies of a game that is well known to have been bootlegged. Like, this is like Sapphire levels. Like, everyone knows that there are shitloads of Sapphire and Rondo bootlegs out there. Because anyone could, could, could do their own CD run. It's just burning CDs. I could, I could do a, a CD run of, of this shit. But, if you have the assets, anyone can do it. Um, so uh, there's, well, but these were also, remember. so these are the two, like, big ones. So I just feel like this isn't, like, a, a counterfeit of, like, an unknown game or yes. an unpopular game. This is uh, a counterfeit bootleg of a known popular game for the system that is heavily in demand for that system at all times they should have they should there should have been specific training for you know there there are some games that are are popular that you should really be able to just know if you if you really know as much about games as you say you do i would think that they would have grading stuff for each console to look out for i I feel like i feel like a dracula x comes in like there are certain games that come in that should automatically set a flag for the person who's looking at it like this is a common bootleg. Make sure you do your due diligence. Yeah, like, like when I bought my Sapphire, I checked to yeah. make sure. It said authentic, but you, there's telltale signs yes. on, the, on the different printing. The colors are different. Sometimes something is It's warped. really on the, cir- the inner circle where you can really tell if it's the right version. But yeah. You can tell in the artwork, too. Oh, the artwork, but the it, you, I different. mean, really, the easiest thing um, to do is pick up the CD and look at the code at right. the bottom. Now, I'm interested, Ian. I want to go look at the WADA population report for, uh, they have it under NEC Tripographic CD. I want to see what this says. For uh, Rondo, for uh, let's see. Oh, it's not listed. It would be Dracula X. They don't have it listed under Trevor. So, so they don't have PC Engine on here. They don't have any. No, that's not good. Oh, weird. Yeah, no you PC Engine at all. No, yeah. no it's, it's, it's literally just North America. The, they're just North America. Not good. Not good. Yeah, release get, all the population reports. Can we get an anonymous or an import section? Like what the fuck. Oh, All right. right. Anyway, so so at this point, what what has Wada done? Back when Dennis Khan would actually email me, they graded a, a prototype that was not a prototype. Remember, mm-hmm. they graded a Time Walks repro that was a unlicensed illegal product that I think they stopped doing. They call it, I think someone said they actually finally stopped doing that. Not you know grading stuff that wasn't legal. And now we have a counterfeit item. Uh, don't forget, because I'm pulling it up and I couldn't remember. Uh, we have uh, a WADA, a WADA graded a Hot Slots NES Repro uh, as a legit thing. Another thing. Yeah. Yeah. We called out another. Yeah. That too. That's right. So I can't, I can't believe that popped up. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped what, what up. Did you, what did you search? Two years ago, I typed in uh, graded Hot Slots Repro. I just, <laughs> and it was, it's literally the first thing that pops up. <laughs> you remember that specifically? So 
you, yeah, I would, ridiculous. I would hope that a company like Lada, what's a tr- like, who's the trainer? There's no like who's the experts, but like you'd have each console in what to watch out for for like the marquee titles. So if you're doing oh PC Engine, here's my binder. Yeah. Oh, here's my binder for Castlevania repros and counterfeits here's here's honestly they probably have something like that but clearly not i don't think they do then if this shit happens sure i don't think they do you give a little too much credit maybe on that i just don't know how you look at a copy of that and not say let me do my due diligence to make sure it's not a repro because there are so many repros it would be like getting a pokemon in and just assuming uh, at face value that it's legit a cd is the easiest thing to get reproduced you find a replication plant to do it you give them the assets they pump it out they give it to you in less than a week and they seal it for you Maybe that's why they, 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 what do they think? It's not a cartridge-based thing. And the sealing on a cartridge game is a lot harder than a CD. Um, I don't know. Maybe they took for granted that, oh, it's a CD, it's sealed. It's, holy shit. It's, and plus, so just lazy. you, you feel bad because then the person, a person bought it, thinking it was legitimately great, probably spent a lot of money on it, and now they're trying to sell it, and their list got pulled down. Yeah, someone like um, jokingly suggested that this was a scumbag seller, but I don't, I don't feel that the seller's the scumbag. The seller, not everyone, it is what is... In, in this chain, it is WADA's responsibility to have the authority and tell yes. someone that this is legit. Once it's in that case, it should be, in a perfect world, it should be rest easy for anyone else who's buying it. And now this guy who has it and is selling it is fucked. Yes. It's worthless. It's worth nothing. That's it. Who knows if they spent two grand or, you know what I mean, on it? They're out of the money. So it sucks. It sucks. WADA, release all your population reports still. There's zero excuse to do this. It's a fucking database. That's all it is. You have the information. You can update this information every morning. You can put on a fucking timer, probably, and just update the numbers every day on this stuff. It's insane. That it, it, this is incomplete. Yeah, you're right. We don't have the modern consoles. On. Like, they're the super modern. We don't have PS3. We don't have PS4 Well, PS3 on here. and 360 are the same era. That's why that's weird. Oh, you're right about that. They're, they're, PS3 not even side on here. to side, but they don't have anything the past like several years on here. Well, that that makes sense to me. I don't think you I, you you can and you should, but I don't necessarily think anyone expects a population re- report for stuff in progress or stuff that's recently ended. Um, but oh, you're I do saying th- you're saying wait until the, the lifespan of the console's over before you put it up? No, no, I'm not uh, saying that. But I'm just saying I don't think I, I think you should be able to do population reports as you go. I think people aren't thinking about that. Is the thing but yes they should be available they you have be. the inform they have the information yeah. put the information up you know how many ps4 games you've you've sealed i got i got past got a closet full of them no i, I, oh. I was talking oh. to them directly <laughs> sir i got a bunch laying around you oh. know i got in early you know we have a patreon yeah what's up uh patreon.com slash c podcast you go uh you support us and we're very thankful for it uh you get the full video uh, podcast you get uh monthly hangouts you get my writings uh one of which just went up i believe uh i posted it i talk a little bit about D D on sunday uh we got these poll topics bonus podcast bits pin club get in well the getting is good in second place 31 percent best games that had unique controls and in first place, 69% mm-hmm. games you put off playing until adulthood. Take it away, Ian. So there were a lot of games that I wanted to play badly when I was a kid, but I didn't get a chance to, whether it was, uh, you know, money um, or I didn't have the system mm-hmm. um, or, you know, it was my friend's game and I never got, a, a, you know, a, a, a big chance, to, uh, you know, a lot of time to play it. Um so I was thinking about a lot of those games like that, and there are some big ones and smaller ones. Uh, the one that really jumps to my mind is Bonk's Adventure. 
I desperately wanted to play uh, Bonk's Adventure when I was a kid. Um, but I didn't huh. have a TurboGrafx-16. I didn't know anyone who had a TurboGrafx-16. Well, I did. I'll get to that. That could have been one I could have thought of, maybe. I do know someone who had a TurboGrafx-16, oh. but the only thing I ever played on it, and I only played it once, but I remember it, I played uh, the first Legendary Axe. Which I had as a kid. And they did not, if they had Bonk, I did not get a chance to play it. Um, but I always, always, always wanted to play um, Bonk. And I did it until, I mean, I say, you know, the question was like in, in adulthood. I, you know, my late teenage years when I finally started like messing around, you know, with, with emulators and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I ended up playing it. But even when I started messing with PC Engine emulators, I don't know why Bonk wasn't. And I was like, fuck, I need to play Bonk. Um, another big one for me, and this is one where I genuinely did not play it until I was like in my early twenties. Uh, Zelda: Link to the Past. You played through your twenties. Yeah, I did not play Zelda: Link to the I, Past. I brought that my from 20s. my. Uh, I think I brought that from Kevin, my Kevin. Okay, so that's funny because I'll bring Kevin up here. You're so Kevin. they are Kevin's are the same people, by the way. Um, Commuted. I even as a kid, I did not love the first Zelda, but I loved the second Zelda. And then I got the issue of Nintendo Power that did the big reveal and expose on uh, Link to the Past with maps and stuff like that and, like, how to get through, like, certain yeah, areas like of the game. Almost like a full walkthrough. Through. Walk through yeah. And, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a gorgeous game. Here I am as a kid. Uh, had just recently gotten my Genesis, I think. Um, and my buddy got a Super Nintendo. And... I like just looking through. I, I flipped through that magazine so many times to look at those pictures. I desperately wanted to play it. And I don't know what it was because I didn't like the top down style of the first Zelda when I was a kid. So I don't know what about this one made me want to. And I think it was just because it was extremely pretty. You know, it was very nice looking. Beautiful. You know, they, they did a great job of selling it and talking about all the interesting bits and pieces that were in it. And um, my friend had it, but it was like. Or did he? It was one of those games. Zelda's a game that you don't just go over to a friend's house and sit down and start playing anyway. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere in it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I didn't really touch it until I borrowed my brother's uh, Super Nintendo uh, when I was living in my first apartment. And I borrowed his copy of Zelda and I played it. And I honestly, I don't think I even beat it. But I really enjoyed it. It was a great game. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Super Nintendo stuff is honestly, for me, kind of where this question really comes into focus because my friend had a Super Nintendo and I never did. I played bits and pieces of Super Mario World throughout my teenage years, but it wasn't until, again, uh, in my early adulthood when I borrowed a Super Nintendo from my brother where I actually sit down and did beat, you know, Super Mario World from start to finish. Sure. Um, So, yeah, those are, like, three really good examples of it for me, and I know there's a ton. They're, like, when I got a job as, as a teenager... Uh, and I started making my money. I mean, my entire like first year or two's worth of paychecks probably went to video games that I wanted to play as a kid but never got a chance to. What about you? Well, you actually brought up one that is brilliant that I didn't think about because Bonk's Adventure was one that I didn't play a, a, at yeah. all. And I had a TurboGrafx. You had the TurboGrafx, but you never had Bonk, right? Which is insane. Yeah. It really shows you the failing of, of uh, the, the marketing of the TurboGrafx-16, yeah. how I could not have had that. Uh, game because it's one of the best games on the on the it's the only it's the only iconic game you could say for North America was Bong and Splatterhouse. That's it. 
that's really it those two games splatterhouse was another one of those for me actually i don't think i played splatterhouse until my late i don't think i ever played the original splatterhouse until my late teens or early 20s you know what i think i played splatterhouse at my cousins who had every fucking console i think they had Gotcha. At some point. Yeah, no split. Um, For me, it's like it was a lot of T- yeah. TurboGrafx 16 games and a lot of Super Nintendo games. And um, uh, Nick Arcade put a lot of games in my head that I wanted, I always wanted to play and didn't play until later. El Viento for the Genesis is another one. I didn't play that game until like fucking maybe five, ten years ago. And I fucking love that game. Bonk, there was, again, there was only like three or four commercials for TurboGrafx 16 games uh, Legendary Axe, Splatterhouse, Bonk. That I think that's it. I think that's all the game for. For I mean, like individual commercials, not just hey, Torgravis has all these different games showing blazes and lasers and stuff. Oh, you mean like the non? Um... Just yeah, just like a single game. Single There's game. only like three. That's it. Um, that I remember. There might be others, but I think I, I searched on time and couldn't find them. Bonk. They ended up packing in. They just threw and put a fucking sticker on it saying, "Hey, Bonk's included." Probably by like '92, of like two and a half years in, they, they did that with key courage. But the fact that they, ne- they did the same thing with like the Blazing Lasers at some point. Yes, Blazing Lasers was a pack-in at one point. But they just threw it in. Extra. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like... They didn't redesign the boxes. No. Think about how bad the market was. when Once, once uh, Sega realized how big a, a hit Sonic was, what, the, what did they do? They packed that shit in. Yeah. And they had their own box. Yeah. Why couldn't Turbograms had a bonk box? One bonk shitty box. box. <laughs> they had one <laughs> shitty box. No variants. One box that they just used the whole time. One with that dumb kid's face on it. I, that dumb kid's face is more known than, than Bonk to some people. You realize how insane that is? That they, is they didn't kind get that of insane. Because I know Where's the kid's kid? face. I can, I can, I like, can ah, see that kid's face. Ah. There should have been a Bonk box. Like that's, I never thought of that. There's only one TurboGram 16 box. Bonk box. There was one Turbo Duo box and one TurboGram 16 box, and that's it. And one CD box, which still has no games on it. The CD box has no games on it. They were really bad at advertising. There's, you know, there's no games on it. Anyway, so I never did Bonk um, as a kid. I'm trying to think of any other Super Nintendo ones that I probably should have played, um, but didn't. That's tougher because I, I played Super Nintendo with my friends. I borrowed some games. I had some games. I rented some games. You know, I didn't own a lot of games uh, there. Um, how about computers? Any computer stuff that you glossed over that... You probably should have gotten to. I'm trying to think of any old Sierra or LucasArts ones that I wanted to play, then played later. There was. Um, I, it's it's less clear in my head, um, and there is actually one that I still want to play that I've never played. Now that I think about it, uh, I did a lot of like um, when when Scum VM Scum Virtual Machine became a thing. Mm-hmm. I you know in my late teens, early twenties, I did go back and play a lot of the stuff that maybe I'd only played a little bit of. Or hadn't played when I was a kid, but wanted to. So, you know, certain King's Quests, a couple of Space Quests that I hadn't played. Some Leisure Suit Larrys, but I can't remember exactly what ones. I had the uh, LucasArts pack with Day of the Tentacle. I never played it. I still have it. Oh, God, that's an amazing game. You need to play that. I mean, Day of the Tentacle is fucking fantastic. I played it for like a minute, but I didn't get into it. Um, The one that I Um, still want to play, though, that now that you've brought it up, is the, I think it's the VGA version of Mixed Up Mother Goose. I always thought looked really, really nice. Just like it looked nice as a kid, and I always wanted to play it, thinking it'd probably just be an easy puzzle game and kind of fun to get through, and I, I haven't done that yet. Another one from the LucasArts archive. Glad we're bringing this up now, because there's another one, because I had the archive volume. Did I have volume one or two? That sounds like volume one. I had a me. Star Wars one, and I had a LucasArts one. Um, I had the one with, yes, I had the volume one. Rebel Assault, which was a demo 
the Star Wars fucking screensaver shit. Sam and Max, I beat that. Yeah, I knew it had Sam and Max. Uh, Day, Day the Tentacle, I barely played it, and I never played, when I got it, I never played Fate of Atlantis in Neon Jones. Oh, I, I got into it for a little, I was like, I don't, I didn't get the vibe at the time, I don't know why. I, I like it, it's good. I, 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 as an adult, I went back and played and beat it. But you know I, what I, I did love? It, I did it when I was like 13, whenever that came out. Besides uh, tangents now, but, um, because it's not really my theming, but you know what one of my favorite point-and-click games is? Did you ever play Full Throttle? Yes, oh, I played Throttle in high school. Is fucking great, yeah. I, I, bar- I, bar- I borrowed it from my uh, my bi- biology uh, partner. I didn't like the fucking video gamey interludes where you you're doing the like, road rash shit, yeah, bike stuff. But the game itself yes. was fun. As it hell. was fun. Well, the, back when they were doing the one offs, still, like, yeah, it Lu- wasn't just the height of Lucas Arts, right? Um, yeah, I never I never finished Day of the Tentacle. I never played it. Uh, All right, well, yeah. Sam and Max, I remember getting stuck in. Sam and Max is a couple of hard fi- spots in the center. But then I finished it later as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember that. We got some uh, voicemails. We got time for a few. few. Anchor, I, 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 I got to get to work. <laughs> we're, Anchor, we're, we got 15 minutes. Anchor.fm slash the CU podcast. Go leave a short uh, voicemail. We've been chatty. Well, I was looking for my lozenges, too, and I couldn't find my lozenges. I don't know what happened to those recolos. I honestly don't know. First one. Hi, guys. This is Robert from Cologne, Germany. Um, I'm still sad to hear that uh, Hans Ippisch is so heavily involved in this whole Amico debacle. Uh, I used to read his PlayStation magazine when I was a kid and really enjoyed his editorials. And uh, yeah, it's sad to see him involved in this stuff. But you know, um, yeah, I'm new to the podcast and I just want to know how Pat and Ian met and how Pat and Frank met and ah. what's up with Castle Country. Take care, guys. Uh, Castle Country has a moat. I got a couple of alligators. Uh, big shark. Yeah, I got a big shark. I met Ian. Uh, we met at a destruction derby down in National City. <laughs> I think it was 1989. I really liked I, I his... My, I had my Dodge Charger. What was Ian driving? Uh, it was a, uh, it was a, a, a Pinto. Um, no. <laughs> We met in 2008, July, Comic-Con week. I came to see Watchmen. I literally Googled video game stores around, and I found two or three, and I visited both, and Ian was there at the Voltaire location. I was chewing his ear off, trying to impress Ian with with my collector knowledge, and Ian was nonplussed, but I bought a few games from him. I think I bought Baby Boomer. And Prince of Persia, I believe. I think I bought two. I, I, Baby Boomer six out of I think one of the ones I bought when I visited. I bought like three games. Yeah, I was Baby still Boomer to was one of them. I was still. I was probably down to like 130 or so. Oh, you were still. You still still had a hundred at least. Yeah, I was still yeah. trying to get some of those unlicensed ones. Uh, moving on. Next. Moving on. Hey, I, I'm General Voicemail. You're Captain Intro. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Hey, Pat and Ian. This is Zachary from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I was wondering what your guys' favorite wrestling games are. I Fire heard you Pro. guys talk about wrestling and Fire Pro and all that. Yes. And my favorite <laughs> is Fire Pro Wrestling World. I've been having a lot of fun with that. And SmackDown, here comes the pain. Also, Pat, when do you think we'll have a CU podcast soundboard with all your sounds? Thanks, guys. I, mean, I can, I can like do an online one. one. Yeah. I can probably do an online one easily. They right. probably exist, right? They can probably set one up. There's probably websites for that. Um, so my favorite wrestling games, Fire Pro Wrestling World is great. I actually just, I hadn't caught up on all the DLC and they, they haven't released DLC for it since like 2019 or 2020. Um, but I was really into that game in its early access phase, played a lot of it. I 
getting to it. I bought all the DLC that was out waiting on sale because it was all like really cheap. Uh-huh. So I think there's like a better story mode now and there's actually a move creator and stuff like that. So I want to get back into it and see. Um, one game that I've ever been really, really good at is Fire Pro. Uh, as far as other wrestling games, uh, No Mercy. Um, uh, no, no, no Mercy on the 64. Fire Pro World, obviously. Uh, SmackDown 2 on the PlayStation. I never played any of the PlayStation 2 wrestling games, really. And then there was the one, there was a couple of imports that I really liked uh, for the Dreamcast. Uh, Two Conrad Suden 4, which was New Japan. And um, the All Japan, I think it was like Giant Graham 2000. That's more of a fighting game than anything, but it's fun. The Dreamcast? Yeah, Sorry. Dreamcast. Hey, Justin from Hermosa Beach here again. Uh, I've been a snowboarder my whole life, living through the all the eras since the 80s, and remember being so stoked when the first NES snowboard game came out. Oh, no. Heavy Shred. Yeah. I uh, couldn't wait to play it, just seeing it from the ads in Thrasher Magazine. Even, <laughs> even after finally playing it, it was pretty horrible, but I, I loved it anyways because it was a great snowboard game, or it was a snowboarding game. Since since then, there's been uh, you know a lot of amazing games. Uh, had quite a presence for many years, coming out regularly. I really love Cool Borders Two for PS One. Had a nice scale, simple controls to it, and realistic trick options. SSX was big, but I just preferred a little more realistic with a more of an arcade feel. So my last legit game was Sean White for PS Three, which is great. Uh, but since then, I haven't seen much new come out um, or interesting, unless you consider Alto's Adventure a snowboard game. But uh, I feel a game more similar in tricks and arcade style to some of the more recent skate games, but have some throwback options with 80s and 90s themes with gear and. Well, thanks, Justin, for running us through your snowboard. I do. I mean, I, I, I here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. I, I feel bad because it's easy to get talking and thinking you, it's, it's, it's quick. That's why I uh, kept it in. I do love um, snowboarding games. I've never They're snowboarded fun. once in my life. I don't think I ever will at this point because I'm 40 and my back is shit. Uh, but um, there is one snowboarding game, and I've mentioned it probably on here. I definitely mentioned it on the uh, Nasty Labs podcast. Uh SSX3 is one of the fucking greatest video games ever created. It's just, it's nearly perfect from start to finish. The controls, the layout, it, it's its incredible. Uh, I, I personally enjoy the more arcadey, goofy stuff. What the hell was the one in the arcade where you actually had the snowboard control from like the late 90s? That was fun. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, that was like the, it, was, oh, it was a skateboard, but there was also yeah, a snowboard. No, I was going to say, I don't remember a snowboard one. The skateboarding one was by Sega. It's was called fun. It was called Top Skater. That was great. Uh, what was the snowboarding arcade game with the snow? Did I, was there, am I making that up? Uh, there's thought- an X Games snowboarding one, but it looks recent. And it's also $10,000. I thought there was one in the arcade. Maybe maybe I'm making that up. I, I, I remember, obviously, the skateboard one was first. That was Clearly, like the there was the skateboarding one, yeah. I, th- I thought there was a snowboard one as well. I remember- well, I'm looking at one, but I don't remember ever seeing it. All right. Whatever Seaside had. That's fine. Next one. Hi, guys. It's Ian from Florida. Ian. No, I'm Ian. The question Ian. is, if you could pick any video game character to join Captain N... Who would you pick, and how would you make them weird to fit in with the show's style? Thanks. Love the podcast. I'd pick Sonic the Hedgehog because a bad Captain N version of Sonic the Hedgehog would be hilarious. And uh, how would they make it weird? He'd be wearing sandals instead of sneakers. Smoking a cigar? Yeah. (laughs) There's something, hey, how you doing? I'm I'm Sonic. Oh, my God. The kid, that show. People have, like, nostalgia for it. I don't don't get it. (laughs) That's all we had, and we liked it. We had that in the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which was obviously... Uh, superior because it was you know that cartoon was actually good it was better hi Ian and pat it's aaron again i hope you're both well 
Just a quick one. Okay. I just wondered what your favorite console startup sequences are. Mine are the PlayStation 1. That's massively nostalgic for me. But I also weirdly love the Amiga CD32. Thanks uh, once again. We found one of the Amiga CD32 <laughs> fans left alive in the world. Uh, um, I like the Sega CD startup one. There's like two or three different ones, but those were always nice. Um, Sega Saturn, because I had a Saturn, that was memorable to me. The Sega ones were, did a good job. Nintendo doesn't have startup sequences. Sega startups were great. The PlayStation uh, 1 is iconic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also really like the GameCube startup. With yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is that Nintendo's first startup was, was GameCube? Yeah. No, no 64. Yeah. And they kept, they kept that going. What the hell was the Wii one? I don't think there really was one because the Wii was boring as piss and designed to be boring as piss. It's white and inoffensive. I think it just said we, and then I don't think was there it. was any animation and or then, sounds. And then the Neo Geo startup is iconic. Yeah. That was more the games, though, than the... Did the AES have that? No. It was I mean, it was always in the beginning of the game. I guess you could say it was the startup. And I guess I, I have a soft spot for the, the, the original Sega Masters. Oh, sure. It's the cheap version yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I never liked the Genesis Sega one where it talks. I was like, yeah, I don't need that. Why are you guys, why are you guys bragging you have voices? Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Um, Armored Core got announced at the Game Awards, and a lot of people are going online and snatching up copies of the old ones for like PS3, 360. Oh, getting early. Uh, me included. I think I just got the last reasonably, reasonably priced copy of 4 Answer for the 360. Jeez. But what do you think is going to happen when uh, all these people that didn't play Armored Core back in the day go back and uh, discover just what kind of game it is? I think it will be pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. So I love Armored Core. Um, you're the expert. On it's going to be interesting to see what they make Armored Core. They've already said they've already tried to like quell worry that uh, it's just going to be you know um, uh, Dark Souls with with mechs because it's made by the same company and that's all they've been doing Dark lately. That people mechs. are afraid that they're going to you know try to smash Armored Core into what has made them very popular. From Software makes all those Dark Souls games, but they've already said that. Don't worry, we're not going to do that. I, it, it really depends on which game you go back to if people are discovering it, um, because some of the older ones are very very slow moving, whereas something like Armored Core Four uh, moves along at a pretty blazingly fast clip. I think people who are going to get into... I don't think it's so much people going back and remembering what the game is. I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see what Armored Core 6 looks like as a game in terms of what you can do in it and how that's going to gel with people's expectations who have never played an Armored Core game because their expectations from from software right now are Bloodborne, Dark Souls, um, Sekiro... Uh, Elden Ring, all of these games that they've made recently. So it'll be interesting to see if it goes over well. Hey guys, Carl from Virginia here. Hey Carl. I recently found sealed copies of the original Doom and Doom 2 games on Ooh. three and a half inch discs when going through my garage. Now I'm That's never neat. going to sell these and they're probably not worth much now, oh, but maybe my kid will one day. What's the best way I can preserve their condition? Obviously not getting them graded. Thanks. Did he say sealed? sealed. He said sealed. Were they the boxes or just like the shareware discs? I, I, if he meant the boxes, that stuff's worth a ton of money. Now, for the the big box versions of, of Doom, I wish I still ones? had my big box of Doom too. Because just getting Doom in the box it goes probably for over a hundred dollars. Get the big box. Um, honestly, find yourself a if they're big box PC versions, find yourself a nice acrylic case. Just put it in the acrylic case. Slide them in. 
slide the cap on it's top. Not, it's not cheap to do those, but okay. Um, well, I mean, you can use they, a non-acrylic they, one. But, I mean, if you want to preserve them, you want to get them in some sort of a case. Where can you find a size for that, I wonder? Can you find a I bet them? you there are big box box protectors online can, somewhere. Okay. I, I would guarantee it. I would, I would just go for, like, the... Like the um, the, just like the the greeting card holder size ones, like that stuff. Oh, this, sure. This, like like the NES box protectors. Like I wouldn't have to go for acrylic. I would just go for that. You'll be fine. Yeah, they definitely yeah. make them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should probably get some. I'm looking at them. I got some spendy games now. I saw the that's that's a that's a resolution. I have to catalog my computer games finally. That I have to do. I don't remember what I have. Like two or three more here. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Garrett from Auburn, Alabama again. I've been playing Haunted Castle on the Arcade Archives collection, and I was wondering if you feel like the $8 price point is worth it, and if so, no. what are some other Arcade Archives titles that you'd recommend? Thanks so much. Uh, love the podcast, I don't have to as listen. always. I don't have to listen in front of me. They have a lot of stuff that's come out of Arcade Archives. I love the Arcade Archives stuff, but yeah, I mean, it, you buy the games you want. Haunted Castle, despite looking kind of nice, is is basically unplayable. I mean, that game is garbage. I don't think people... $8 for one arcade game that's just emulated to me is a lot of money. Uh, they usually add some bonus stuff to it, too. That's just not... I, um, yeah, I think it's fun. Unless they offer packs. 8 bucks is a lot for that. If it's a game you want, like I said, it's authentic. It's it, it gives you uh, usually foreign mode. Uh, it gives you both versions. It gives you a time attack mode. It gives you a carnival mode. So they give you different modes. Okay. Um. Anyways, there's a lot of good arcade archives. Uh, one that I always go back to in play is um, Baseball Stars Two, Super Baseball 2020. Uh, those are both Neo Geo arcade archives. Um, Sky Skipper is a really fun one to pick up. The Nintendo one? Yeah, Sky Skipper is actually a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy it. Um, that's a good one to pick up. So they're all well done. They all do what they say they're going to do on the tin. They play properly. Just pick up the games you like. Do another tin like they're start, my, my grandfather's sardines. Hey, guys. This is Russ calling from just north of Turkey Point, Utah. Turkey Point! What? What? What is it? Turkey Point. Thanksgiving Point. Are you serious? Did you, did you check out the Amico? One of the few Amico <laughs> events? I'm not here to mark out for Dwayne, and I agree that this recent run with Black Adam is a terrible look, but I have to push back just a little bit on the oh. idea that he's a one-dimensional actor. He did just fine in comedic roles with Kevin Hart or The Rundown with Sean William Scott, and the Jumanji remakes are hilarious. My favorite roles of his are in Be Cool and The Southland Tales. Finally, in Walking Tall, he gets absolutely demolished before fighting back and winning the day. See also Pain and Gain. Anyway, keep up the good work, and thanks for letting oh, me listen. Okay, we have to look up the dates of these. Walking Tall was like mid-2000s. That's sure. almost 20 years ago. Sure, sure. Um, Southland Tales was in the 2000s as well. And I, Pain and Gain was probably 10 years at this point. And I've seen part of Pain and Gain. It's interesting. It's actually a Michael Bay film. It's a comedy with Mark Wahlberg. They're like, wrote it up hmm. guys trying to commit crimes like you know, fraud. It's like a, a dark comedy. Okay. But in the past 10 years, can you please show me what the Dwayne the Rock Johnson has done in the past ten years on IMDb, and it will be all <laughs> the same, uh, the same stuff. I'll you know what? I'll run it down for you right now. We're gonna we're gonna. I have not looked at this before. This let's run down from 2013 on what the Rock has done uh, in terms of acting in movies, and we'll just see what, what he's done. Because now I'm actually curious. Yeah, he did the he did the tooth fairy tooth fairy in the mid two thousands as well when he was trying to expand out. Let's see, two thousand. We'll start with two thousand and thirteen. GI Joe Retaliation is playing the Rock. Uh, Empire State, I think he's playing the Rock. Pain and Gain, I'll give you that. Fast and Furious, he's the Rock. 
Hercules, he's basically the rock. Fury 7, he's the rock. San Andreas, he's the rock. Um, what else we got here? Rampage, he's the rock. Central Intelligence, he's the rock. It might have been a combo, he's still the rock. Fate of the Furious, he's the rock. Baywatch, he's the rock. In that, um, Jumanji, he's the rock. Rampage, he's the rock. Skyscraper, he's the rock. Um, this is longer than the list of WADA population. Ho- Hobbs and Shaw, he's the rock. Ballers, TV series. I think he expanded his range in that <laughs> show. I'll get, no, I'll, I'll honestly give you that. Jumanji Next Level, he's the rock. Jungle Cruise, he's the rock. Free Guy, Bank Robbers is the voice, doesn't count. Red Notice, he's the fucking rock in that. Black Adam, he's the rock. So you see my point. He hasn't really had a range the past 10 years. Sure. It's been all action stuff. He's He experimented in the 2000s, and it failed. I'm not saying he couldn't do that. That's not who he is. Arnold Schwarzenegger has had a much bigger range, I'm not even kidding, of acting roles and things that they've done than The Rock. And Van Damme, our lovable Van Damme, who's now had a resurgence on the past years, doing different things. Do a couple more here. Thanks for, reach, thanks for reaching out on, tur- yes. on, on Turkey Point, Turkey by the point. way. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ann. This is Max calling from Edison, New Jersey. If you're listening to this, it's now the new year, so happy new year. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday season, and I'm looking forward to the podcast this year. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, well thank you. Uh, <laughs> the, the timing's a little, we're still going to have a podcast in some form, but uh, it's going to be a little different yeah. after uh, 350. And let's check in with someone. What do you let's say? Let's do it. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ann. It's Foxandra from New Jersey. And I'm in New Jersey right now celebrating Christmas with my whole entire family. I got my brothers over here. Say hi, brothers. What's up? What, you talking to me over here? (laughs) What's going on? Hey, what's your favorite video game? Oh, I, um, I like Final Fantasy yeah. 7. There we go. What's your favorite video game? I like, I like the one where they fight in the streets. They <laughs> <laughs> got my sister over here. Say hi, sister. Hello. Yo, when she was young, they got they bought her Barbie for the NES. She doesn't play video games anymore, and you can't blame her, right? No. Got my dad over here. Say hi, dad. Hey. I like to make it off you oh, can't. Look at that bit over again. Oh, my God. Every single time, I tell you. Every time we go to the restaurant, hey, to break a window, go ahead. You got an audience, say it, hey. What I do, break a window? Every single time you get the check, it's ridiculous. And I got my mother over here, what's up? Oh, anybody want a cup of coffee? <laughs> listen, listen, the time's running out here, so have a happy New Year's. <laughs> Thanks, Fox Andrea, for dispelling all the all the stereotypes about Jersey Italians. Was that? I can't tell. Was that? Was that a bit? Was that pre-recorded? I can't tell. Was that actually live? No, she said she just recorded one. And she she'd been drinking a little and got her family involved. Okay, because I'll say like they held their lines ready to go. Yeah, like they did. break a window or something. Like that was just ready to go from pops. That's funny. Thanks, Foxander. Happy holidays. They strike me as probably uh, off the cuff. You think they had some gabagool? Off, off the cuff, folks. They had some gabagool. They probably did. They, they had some. Uh, they had some prosciutto. Some had, prosciutto. Some 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 mozzarella. Nice cannolis going on. Is that our episode? That's our episode. That's that's uh, three forty-seven. Sick. Uh, it was great to be back. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. No, we're not seeing you next week. We'll see you in two weeks. Oh, two weeks. (laughs) We'll see you in two weeks. That's right.